The We Are Dog Nation podcast reports and opinions are not those of UGA. This is not yet an official podcast of the University of Georgia. This is the International We Are Dog Nation podcast. I'm your host, Nation, and that is short for Dog Nation. And what you just heard was a 75-yard touchdown pass from Jake Fromm to Terry Garwin last year at home as we beat down the Vanderbilt Commodores. And I couldn't think of a better way to start off this podcast by picking up right where we left off. And that's putting our foot in a you-know-where of the Vanderbilt Commodores. We are just five days away from curb stomping and slapping those Commodores on their home field right in their mouths. And on top of all that, what really got me excited outside the fact is five days away, we had a pretty healthy fall camp. No no ACL tears, no MCL sprains, no broken bones out for six weeks, anything like that. We had one incident today with Bill Norton, who's a true freshman, got some trouble with DUI, probably suspended for a game or two, but he's a true freshman. I didn't see Bill Norton really doing much this year anyway to contribute. But, you know, you're young, you get dumb, and you're going to learn. But the rest of the guys, we're healing up nicely. We're healthy. Some some a little bruised up, a little banged up. Hey, that's just football. But we're back. Oh, we're back. It's, it's time. So I'm getting to some, some of the players I believe is going to stand out, players to look out for, and get this thing started off right this year. Of course, Jake Fromm, third-year junior. He, Jake Fromm is Jake Fromm. Okay, he's the leader. He's the field general. I'm glad we got him. Although, this might be his last year, I'm pretty sure, because NFL experts are saying he, he could potentially, potentially be the first overall draft pick. So, hey, it is what it is. And then, well, let's move on to the running backs. You got DeAndre Swift. The Heisman hopeful. You got Brian Herring, a fifth-year senior, who's coming in. Want to prove a point? Waited a long time for his shot. Ready to go. Brian Herring could have very easily went to any other team just about in college football and started somewhere. But he stuck it out in Georgia. Then I thought about something that made me laugh. Now, I fully expect, I fully expect, and I'll get into this later on, with my score prediction for the game at the end of the podcast because, you know, that's back. You know, new season, new score prediction. But I thought about this. Let's say, for example, and we should be, we should be up in the 40s, like 45 points somewhere in the third quarter. Now, normally, when Georgia does that, they call off the dogs. Bring the third string running back, let them run the ball, 
get some yards, get some playing time, you know, kind of kill the clock and just don't really embarrass the, the, the other team. Well, here's the problem with that. If they decide to go that route once again, and I do believe Zeus is going to, a.k.a. Zamir White, is going to get in before the third quarter. If you decide to run the ball the third quarter, guess who got to get work in? Guess who got to get game comfortable? Guess who got to get knock off some quote-unquote rust? <laughs> Zamir White. Zeus. So, when you're trying to get somebody a break, you now have a six foot one, 225 pounds, 230 pound running back who runs a 4-4-140, who's angry, who hasn't played competitive football for the, as another opponent since November of 2017 or maybe early December of 2017, who's anxious, who got a point to prove. And if y'all haven't seen the videos that they posted, UJ posted here over the past few weeks, Zeus has been going crazy. He ran over Shannon Tindall, who is a very good linebacker. He drug Amir Speed. He ran through Tay Crowder, who's a starting middle linebacker, who's six foot three, two hundred thirty-five pounds himself. Ran through that guy. For now, Vanderbilt got to put up with a ticked-off, angry Zamir White with a point to prove. And oh, oh, not to mention another five-star in James Cook, who last year didn't get that much playing time like he wanted to because he didn't know what he was doing exactly. But now he knows exactly what he's doing. He put on some weight. He got stronger. He has kept his speed. So, oh, you got to deal with James Cook, too. Who also believes going to get into the game before the you know third quarter as well. But third, fourth quarter, you're putting your backups in. Your backups are five-star running backs. Uh, uh, uh. Vanderbilt is going to be a long, long, long night. Now, word out, I don't say word out, but what some people like to say is that we don't have, we don't have wide receivers. I understand we lost Terry Gowan to the draft. I understand McCole Hartman and Riley Ridley all went to the NFL draft. I expect them guys to have great careers. Wish them the best. But somehow people believe that Georgia doesn't have wide receivers. And I can tell you that is very, very, very far from the truth. And it's all going to be shown come Saturday night. You got Demetrius Robinson, who's a former five-star, went to Cal, transferred to Georgia, had to get caught up. Didn't do much his, the first year at Georgia. He's ready to explode. He's a track guy. He's a 4-3-40 guy. I've heard he had a really great spring and a really great fall. That's number 16. That's one guy to look out for. Then you got to look out for Matt Landers. Matt Landers has been the talk of UGA, has been given a defensive backs problems since he's been on campus. He's a red shirt sophomore. It seemed like he finally got his head in the game. They say he's like Randy Moss, but he don't know it yet. Six foot five, two hundred pounds, can be a t- potential big time playmaker. He he's, he's number five. Look for him. 
Then you got Tyler Onside Simmons. Number 87, another track guy, plenty of speed, very physical. I look for him to have another uh, have a big year. This is first year, gonna have a chance to really start and do some great things. Then you have a true freshman who should be wearing number one come Saturday night. He had number one at Fan Day on George Pickens, the six foot four freshman out of Hoover, Alabama, who by now, if you haven't heard about that catch, this YouTube George Pickens one-handed catch, UJ practice, it, it'll come up. The guy the freaking nature. I see why his teammates are comparing him to A.J. Green. He's going to make some dynamite plays come Saturday night. And really, by the time the season ends, George Pickens will be, be a force. He might end up starting. Because you got to remember, George Pickens, he wasn't there in the springtime. He just got there in the summertime. So he got some catching up to do. But his talent and his work ethic is going to pay off in the end. Now you go on the defensive side of the ball. There's a couple of people I'm going to point out. Aziz Ojolari, number 13. Watch out for him. He'll be starting linebacker. Six foot three, 250 pounds. He did, he did some good things in that bowl game against Texas back in January. This kid, I'm telling you, is ready to explode. You hear me? Ready to explode. Then you got Hammerhead, number four. Oh, who's Hammerhead? That's right. He already earned a nickname. That's Nolan Smith, the number one player in the country for the class of 2019. Even Ben Cleveland said of Nolan Smith that his game, how he's improving, is crazy. Uh, can't can't wait. Can't wait. Then you hear a lot of people say about, hey, I wish, I wish Roquan Smith were back. And we got a linebacker in the Kobe Dean, number 17, middle linebacker, who probably will end up starting by season end, who might be better than Roquan Smith. This might. Don't, don't, don't shoot me. This might be, because right now, he's ahead of schedule. Even Kirby said he had the coach a linebacker like him before. So the expectations for him are high. Then you got the, tra- the junior college transfer and Jermaine Johnson, number 11. Now, here's what was very, 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 very encouraging. David Pollock, the three-time All-American defensive end from Georgia back in the early 2000s, got drafted by the Bengals, hurt his neck, went to broadcast on ESPN. Now, David Pollock, for those of you who don't know, David Pollock does not, he's not biased. He's not going to say, you know, Georgia going to do this and Georgia going to do that just because he's a bulldog. Matter of fact, I kind of, I won't say I criticized him, but didn't quite like some of the things he said about Georgia in the past. But he was down in practice the other day. He saw those outside linebackers, no middle linebackers getting out there. And he said, look, look, they got the pass rush now. If David Pollock's saying that, who never kisses up to Georgia because he went to Georgia, that holds some weight. And I'm, I'm kind of I'm reminded of what Mel Tucker said a couple years ago, that how the defensive scheme at Georgia was very complicated. So they had to simple it down 
to the players that they had. But now what Kirby has done, Kirby has recruited the talent to the scheme that he want to do on defense. And now you're going to have more havoc plays, you know, breaking up passes, interceptions, stuff like that, because he trusts the defense the backfield and the defense he put on the field. And, and not to, also not to mention another player, I'm sorry, jump off real quick, but another player, Trevon Walker, true freshman, number 44, look for him. So he's going to be another guy that Kirby want to add to the mix this, this this season this season. So look, I'm ready. I'm ready for Friday Saturday night, seven thirty. It's gonna be on. It's gonna be. It's not gonna be pretty because you got a lot of confident and angry and ready to prove a point, Georgia Bulldogs on that side of the ball. So it's gonna be a long night for Vandy. But coming up next. I'm going to get into a little Britton Cox thing, something that I left out last time. I won't dwell on that too long. Get into what was the garbage bowl uh, Saturday between Miami and Florida. And also my score prediction for Vanderbilt, my dummy for the moment, and a little recruiting news going on. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. And we are back on this international We Are Dog Nation podcast. And I want to get into a little Britton Cox news just for a second. So Britton Cox, as we all know, is down in the University of Florida with the rest of the little stinking lizards. But I had a very interesting encounter. And I should have probably said this last podcast, but I didn't. But I'm saying it now. So on fan day back on August 3rd, I know I'm going through the lines. And I made it through, like I said before, the wide receiver line linebacker line and got halfway through the defensive back line. But anyway, when I went through the linebacker line, I think Brayton Cox was like number one or two there uh, when I first got signed autograph. But as I got farther down the table, I came through Jermaine Johnson. And like always, when I see somebody who's new to Georgia, hey, welcome to Georgia. So I said, hey man, talking to Jermaine Johnson, I said, I saw you on Last Chance you man, doing your thing. Welcome to UGA. But man, I appreciate it. And then out of nowhere, Britton Cox raises his head, who's like five players down at the table, and says, hey, what do you think about him now after after watching Last Chance You? And I kind of caught me on guard. I didn't look like, wait, what is that? Kind of sense a little jealousy there. And I was like, well, I haven't finished watching it yet. At that time, I did. I, I don't finish it now. And after watching Last Chance You, I don't see anything wrong with him. But I said, I haven't finished watching it yet. He said, okay. And Jermaine Johnson ain't saying anything. He just kind of shook his head. And I was like, wow. Wonder, wonder what that's about. But then, got some inside information about Brendan Cox and the whole dismissal thing and what led up to it. Now, apparently, for this observer who was watching practice, there was only one person who was not making the time they needed for conditioning. And that one person who was lagging and being lethargic and not meeting his time over and over again was Britton Cox. And this is a family-friendly show. I won't say what they were saying, but they was 
apparently giving him a really hard time about his work ethic. Because that whole team is bought in. That whole team is about, look, we're going to win this championship. You got to be on your, on your game. You got to be on point. And when you're not, they are going to let you know about it. And so they was giving him a really hard time about being out of shape and out of condition or whatever. And so he decides to put up the double bird salute and flip off his teammates. And the next day in practice, Dan Landon tried to get him, get him involved. He seems all disinterested in what's going on. And, you know, him and Kirby had a conversation, you know, you can go. He's not going to encourage to try to hold him from going through going to another SEC school. It don't matter. Go ahead and go. Get the five get get one of our five stars. You're welcome. Because you couldn't get it on your own, University of Florida. But that's all good though. But I want to kind of talk about that that trash that went on uh with him at the school. And think of the trash. The garbage bowl on yesterday, on Saturday night. The kickoff college football. Florida looked bad. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Look here. My, well, first of all, Miami, once they get the offensive line, it's going to be pretty decent. But had they had offensive line, they would have beat Florida easily, but they couldn't block. You know, the, their line is just horrible. But here's the thing. When you have 10 sacks in the game, you have 10 quarterback sacks in the game and you still only barely win by four points? That says a lot how much trash that you are. How do you have 10 sacks in a game and only win by four points? Only University of Florida. Anybody else you tell that to a college football team had 10 sacks on somebody, you think it's a 20, 30 point blowout. And you barely win by four points. I tell you, those those clowns are at, at the University of Florida, the gift that keeps on giving, I tell you, losers. But that's enough about the garbage bowl and how bad Florida is because, I mean, come November 2nd, if they get within 30 points close to us, it's only because of garbage time. Because I fully believe we're gonna put we're gonna beat them by thirty, if not at least twenty. But that's enough about the lizards. Let's get to some recruiting. Now, many of you all know we had recently we had Kendall Milton, five-star running back, commit to UGA. I saw him play on ESPN overnight on ESPNU, and he looks pretty good to me. But now. Georgia is very, very heavily favored in the mix for Mr. Zachary Evans out of Texas, who is the number one ranked running back in the whole entire country, and we are about to land him. Matter of fact, earlier this week, he was, the rumor is he was supposed to go ahead and commit to UGA, but because, you know, word got out and his cover got blown, what he's going to do, he kind of backed out of it. So, we got to kind of wait and see when he will decide to go ahead and make commit, commit to the dogs. So, once again, it looks like we're going to have two five-star running backs in the field, on, the same, on the field in the same class once again. So, next year, 
uh, running back class could very well look like Zeus, Cook, five-star running backs. Well, in some cases, Cook was a four-star running back, but still, you talk about number one running back in the country and the number three running back in the country in 2018. Now you're talking about the class of 2020 having number one running back in the country and number five running back in the country yet again on the field at the same time. That's it's going to be, and not to mention Kenny McIntosh, who's working hard and trucking people at practice too, who was ranked the 10th best running back in the country for the 2018 class. <laughs> Man, I was like, hey, like Kirby said, we ain't going nowhere. We're not fading away. Yeah, like I said before, you're not going to be able to talk about the college football playoffs without talking about UGA for years and years and years to come. So, on to my score prediction. I did this all last year, and sometimes I came very close, and sometimes I was off. But my score prediction for this year will be, let's say, realistically, Georgia, let's say, 51. And I'll give the Vanderbilt Commodores and 10. So, 51 to 10. In Nashville, that's my prediction. Now, before I get out of here, I cannot tell you how grateful I am for all you guys listening, coming back. I guess I'm doing something right because this last podcast, I don't know if it's just because the word got out more so or it's because it's just football season getting closer. But for the first time, I think, ever on this podcast, I had 100 listeners within two weeks. Normally take a little longer than that, but you guys have been faithful and listened to me, and I really, really appreciate that. And so I just want to thank you with all my heart. If you haven't already, uh, follow me on Twitter at We Are Donation. And actually, if you if you type, that's the handle, We Are Donation. But if you type in Donation 17 at, with the at signal, that's me. Uh, it'll pop up. Uh, follow me on Facebook at We Are Dog Nation. Follow me on Instagram at We Are Dog Nation. It's here, guys. So I want to close out, do something a little special here, give you some goosebumps, because guess what? It's time. And so please listen to this. I promise you, you won't waste, you will not waste your time. It's go time. It's time to kick off. And it's time to bring home that championship for the 2019 season. So next time you hear my voice on this podcast, be next Sunday or next Monday. Because I will be doing another podcast, like always, after each game. And we'll be going from there. So until next week, guys, have a great Bulldog Day. A great Bulldog Week. And as always, go dogs. And remember, I got some real special coming up after this you want to listen to last about a minute 50 seconds we'll give you goosebumps it's time all right until next week i'm out appreciate you guys talk to you soon
Georgia. Heroes have graced the field before you, men with hearts, bodies, and minds of which the entire Bulldog Nation can be justifiably proud. A tradition of unbridled excellence, demonstrated by these individuals and many others, spans more than a full century. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Go dogs. <laughs>